Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a January 25th, Wednesday episode of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, a writer for BlazersEdge.com, former Blazer beat writer for the Vancouver Columbian. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where we have podcasts for every NBA team, every NFL team. We got NBA pods, we got NFL pods, fantasy pods. You name it, we probably got it. And... We love having you listen here on Locked On Blazers. The Blazers had a game tonight. Not only did they have a game, it was the celebration of the 40th anniversary of the Blazers' 1977 NBA championship team. Bill Walton, Lionel Hollins, Bob Gross, a lot of the guys from that team in attendance today. Tonight, they had a little bit of a gathering at midday at down by the Moda Center. And then they had some uh, ceremonies at halftime. And uh, Bill Walton and Lionel Hollins did interviews on ESPN. Great stuff. We'll talk about that later. The Blazers won because they played the Lakers. 105-98, the Blazers walk away with the victory their second straight victory following up their win on the road on Saturday against the Celtics they won again this game was uh, not impressive Portland's bench played really poorly uh, in this one Really let the Lakers hang around. Lou Williams was spectacular for the Lakers, so that was a part of it. Jordan Clarkson was also very good for the Lakers. He was efficient from the field. And those two guys, and uh, I'm sorry, I I don't know his last name, but Zubak, the center for the Lakers, the rookie, Uh, He had a nice presence on the interior when he was in there off the bench. So uh, those three guys really gave the Blazers a run for their money. But ultimately, Portland was able to hold off a late rally led mostly by Lou Williams. Portland was leading by double figures in the second half. And 
the Lakers really gave them a scare. Again, not all that impressive of a victory. The Blazers stuck with the same starting lineup that they have gone with since the Philadelphia game, which they lost by one. They are now 2-1 and one with the starting lineup of Vonley, Plumley, Lillard, Evan Turner, and McCollum. So the difference is that they replaced Maurice Harkless and Al Farouk Aminu in the starting lineup with Vonley and Turner. And all those guys finished with positive plus minuses on the evening. Vonley, kind of similar to the role that he had for most of last year, a starter in name only, but a guy who, who who's taking up some minutes there. Four offensive rebounds tonight. Uh, something that I mentioned when going over the early numbers on the lineup, the, the new starting lineup with Vonley and Turner, one of the things that came back after those two games is the Blazers were a much better offensive rebounding team with that lineup out there. Whether... And, and that hasn't necessarily cor- that hasn't correlated with great offense, but perhaps the thinking you would hope would be maybe someone, if Vonley can do it, that's great, can provide extra possessions. And uh, Vonley is a little bit more athletic than, say, Ed Davis. So maybe you think by giving him time, uh, you can get some offensive rebounds. He can learn how to play defense a little bit better. It looks like he's, again, been stronger around the rim. He was efficient from the field tonight. Good game from Vonley for the most part in 20 minutes, doing exactly what they need him to do. Part of that, of course, is that Ed Davis has been out. Uh, it's been ankle uh, injury. He had dealt with a, something on his wrist as well. And then uh, Harkless got hit in the face the other night. Uh against the Celtics, so that uh, was, was something that, that kept him out, and so he's been dealing with injuries, and he was also dealing with, I, I believe it was it was some kind of, uh, I forget what the, it was some kind of strain a couple of weeks ago uh, after that, uh, that quick turnaround on the Cavs road trip when it looked like his, his athleticism had been sapped, and... Uh, it seems like I guess that that strain in what I I think was his it it's his calf excuse me uh, that that calf strain uh, kept him out in this game too so uh, I I wouldn't read too much into that Blazers just going through some health troubles as they have had to deal with uh, more this season at least in a much more diverse way last year they had the Lillard injury for a few weeks but. It didn't. The, the rest of the team wasn't consumed by uh, little uh, sc- scrapes and little injuries and little pulls and strains and all that stuff. Portland w- was relatively lucky in that regard for most of the season. And uh, Davis has been out for a few games now. Harkless has missed some time recently. And, of course, Aminu missed some time and Lillard missed some time. So uh, you have all that, but... Portland gets a win tonight, a win that they should have gotten. They avoid an embarrassing loss, which it looked like it was on its way there. The The Blazers, as I said, led by, led, in, led by double figures, and the Lakers just 
connected on a bunch of threes, mostly Lou Williams. In that fourth quarter, the Lakers couldn't make any two-point shots for most of that fourth quarter, but they were launching from three. Swaggy P came in, hit a three to give them the lead, and uh, it, it was it was getting very tense uh, for a moment there, but the Blazers managed to get enough buckets late in this game uh, to, to pull away and, and, and also get some stops down the stretch because the Lakers, as I said, were, were making a bunch of three-pointers. Portland was stopping them inside the paint, but uh, w- was not really uh, slowing them down uh, or wasn't slowing them down altogether. The, the Lakers made some three-pointers, and uh, but eventually they cooled off and they just stomped uh, making a lot of those shots and Portland they they dodged one tonight they they gave the Lakers a chance to get in this game and they got lucky that that the Lakers didn't take advantage of the opportunity the Lakers have been in a bad way lately they started off really well 10 and 10 there was a little bit of hype about them maybe making the playoffs they they, they had some nice wins they beat the Warriors early in the season at home, so you're thinking, hey, they they they're gonna get this going here, um, and and maybe accelerate a little bit, kind of like the Blazers did last year. That hasn't happened. They've really slowed down. Their defense isn't very good, uh, and the growth on guys like Russell and Randall has slowed a little bit. And they just weren't, uh, they just haven't been the same team that they were at the beginning of the season. And so to have lost to this Lakers team at this stage of the season would have been even worse than just losing to the Lakers uh, at any other point. This is the third time, of course, this month that the Blazers have played the Lakers, third time they have beaten the Lakers, two times at the Moda Center, once down in Los Angeles. The good news is that the Blazers are, or they're not done playing the Lakers. They play them one more time in March, I believe. So uh, that that's a good thing for the Blazers. Unfortunately, they have about two months put between uh, now and the next time they play the Lakers. So they better start beating some teams that are that are not them. I know that. Uh, some of you may say, oh, they beat Cleveland, oh, they beat Boston. Well, they have not been consistent, and they really are just better. They're just a better version of the Lakers right now, and they're just a little bit more advanced in the timeline, and uh, their their players are, you know, they have stars on their team, and the Lakers are still trying to find theirs. So, uh it's a really nice matchup for Portland against a really young team that they were able to take advantage of tonight. Well, not take advantage of. They were able to not mess up this opportunity because it was not a very convincing win, but it was a win. Uh, and as I said, the starting lineup looked good in this game. They, they finished with a positive plus minus, outplayed the Lakers for the most part. On the Blazers bench, Myers Leonard got 14 points. Uh, or had, excuse me, 14 minutes, had zero points, excuse me, after scoring 17 points 
in the win against the Celtics. Alan Crabb with a nice game, 6 of 9 from the field with 12 points, 3 rebounds, 1 assist. And Pat Connaughton gave the Blazers some nice minutes as well. In 15 minutes, he had 5 points, hit a 3-pointer, looked competent out there, looked confident in his jump shot uh, in the time that he was out there. Uh, and, and, and gave Portland some good minutes. Uh, I, I, he has he wasn't uh, that impressive. Uh, I, I thought in, in the summer league it felt like he, he wasn't as good as I'd hoped, but in this game he looked confident and, and gave the Blazers a boost off the bench on the perimeter. And uh, that that's always good to have. And uh, the Blazers need more wing players and, and, and they need to uh, – well, they don't need more wing players. It's just always nice to have them because everyone in the league seems to want more wing players. So if Connaughton can can play and become an asset or uh, maybe that frees the Blazers up to, to move someone else and they have more confidence in, in him, some, somewhat like um, kind of a Atlanta Hawks-type system where they draft wings and then you know, some guys get paid in free agency and leave. Some guys, they, they end up paying. But mostly they're working on getting guys that are new in the pipeline. And uh, the Blazers still need to keep that talent pool uh, fresh. And, and, and it's good to see a guy like Connaughton come in uh, after, you know, not really playing a whole lot this season and, and have a, a nice contribution. So uh, Portland gets the win. Uh, it was a win that they should have gotten, a Lakers team that has been playing really bad for a while now, uh, ever since their their really good start to the season. I believe they've gone 6-13 and 13 since their 500 start to the season. The Blazers now sit at 20-27. and 27. They are still outside of the playoff picture, though, half game behind the Denver Nuggets, who are at 19-25. and 25. The Blazers improved to 12-9 and nine at home. And they get their second straight win. It was it was uh, an important one, I guess, if if you're also keeping track for the eighth seed uh, race, because Sacramento got a upset victory this evening in Cleveland. Aaron Aflalo hit a big three pointer in overtime, and uh, Demarcus Cousins also hit a big shot to send that game to regulation and had a steal on Kevin Love as well in that game. So. Uh, Sacramento keeping pace in that eight seed race as well and not going away. They are at 18 and 27, so uh, they're a game behind Portland in the loss column. So they're right there as well. New Orleans, uh, they also got a nice win against the Cavs the other night, uh, which has kept them in the race. So shout out to Cleveland for giving uh, every team in the West. Uh, some so, some nice boosts uh, in that race for the eight seed. Cleveland weirdly becoming a team that these teams can get right against as they go through uh, the struggles uh, on keeping up with the Cavs. The the Cavaliers are right now in their uh, LeBron vacation mode where LeBron uh, starts to teach lessons and all that stuff. And it's great. I always love this part of the season. It's just part of the LeBron cycle. It's pretty good, but it's kind of playing a part in this Western Conference playoff race. And I'd like to go to some numbers real quick just to uh, keep tabs on uh, where the Blazers are in terms of the advanced metrics and point differential and stuff like that, which are 
usually pretty good indicators of how a team will do. Their net rating right now is minus 2.6, and that is worse than pretty much every team actually that's around them. The Pelicans have a better net rating, the Nuggets have a better net rating, and of the teams that are in their vicinity that are fighting for that eighth seed, the team that has the best net rating and the team that I still think is the most dangerous team in this race to knock the Blazers out of the eighth seed more than Denver, more than Sacramento, more than New Orleans, Minnesota, with a net rating of minus 1.1, which uh, is is about average for uh, the NBA this season. Again, uh, Portland was a team last year that their advanced metrics were better than their record for a little while and uh, led you to believe that they were better than their record. And, and this year, uh, that hasn't been the case. So uh, their, their advanced numbers aren't quite as good. But uh, they get a victory tonight. I, I don't think tonight helped their uh, point differential uh, too much. But uh, you can't be mad with uh, a, a net rating tonight that, the, that they did have. It was 7.1. They did win by 7. I guess it did help it. Uh, it just wasn't that impressive to watch when you actually watch the game. It looks better on paper in the end than I think it did as the game played out. Portland had a defensive rating of 99. And that's also been a trend lately. Oh, and their offensive rating was 106, which is pretty good, better than what it has been as of late. Uh, there was a chart that uh, went up on Twitter today that I saw through uh, Hardwood Paroxysm, Matt Moore, Matt Moore from uh, CBS Sports, that their NBA writer, and it showed since January 1st, the Blazers have actually had a good defense and a bad offense, and that, and that has been true, and that's been true since the Toronto game, uh, which is kind of a point that I've liked to track from uh, because Portland kind of changed their defensive style a little bit uh, by uh, attacking more in the pick and roll, and uh, Portland's pick and roll defense wasn't great in this game, but uh, they managed to escape the game with a good defensive rating, but again, Lakers. Uh, that that is that is uh, a big reason why. Uh, so I w- I would not read into it as them turning a corner by any means. In January, the Blazers are five and six. Uh, so maybe they will get uh, a 500 month, at least a full month over 500. Uh, technically, in October they they were over 500, but they only played three games. So. Uh, maybe they can get to 500. It's going to be difficult. Uh, they do have some good teams on the schedule here that are coming in for this homestand. Uh, Golden State's on there. Charlotte's on there. And uh, there's also a Dallas team next week that's going to be coming in that beat Portland. Not a good team, but again, a team that beat them. And, of course, they have Memphis on Friday at home who uh, have had – uh, a pretty good season up to this point and uh, have always been a difficult team for the Blazers to face, though the Blazers did get a victory in Memphis earlier this season, uh, C.J. McCollum having a monster game in that one. Uh, I'd love, love to uh, talk about uh, the 77 uh, championship uh, ceremony and celebration, lots of cool stuff. Uh Bill Walton was fantastic on ESPN uh, during the game with the color commentary, as well as Lionel Hollins with Doris Burke and, and, and Dave Pash. Uh, multiple times, Bill Walton uh, 
didn't know what the score admitted he didn't know what the score was admitted he didn't know who won the game and uh he referenced the grateful dead parking lot several times uh he talked about after the game how uh, fans would bring gifts including brownies to his home in northwest portland so uh bill walton in full bill walton mode wearing a bandana that he got apparently from keith richards so uh very uh funny night uh, great night and and just cool night of history at the moda center uh there was a, a standing ovation for maurice lucas's widow who was there uh maurice lucas of course one of the legendary players from that 77 team who passed away several years ago who was also an assistant coach for the blazers back when Brandon Roy and, and LaMarcus Aldridge and Nick Batum were here. Uh, just just a great uh, moment and a great moment of history. And probably, again, uh, you know, it's going to be one of the more upbeat nights, one of the happier nights. You know, they had Bill Shonley out there uh, MCing, and it was just really great, a night uh, to remind of the great heritage that the Blazers franchise has uh, and, and that while they only have one championship – you know, how much that championship really means to the team and how much that championship really galvanized the, t- the city around the team because uh, from that championship forward, uh, the the Memorial Coliseum w- was sold out and, and they, they made the playoffs so many years in a row uh, and, and it really just set the stage for what the franchise became, Just which it hasn't had, again, lots of championship success, but uh, has been a very respectable franchise for decades and that started with that 77 championship so uh i think it's really cool that the blazers did really knock that out of the park uh that ceremony for the 77 championship team so kudos to them as well for organizing it getting everybody involved promoting it uh you know it would it would really obviously i i don't uh I don't know if there would be that many ways to mess it up, but the the Blazers didn't, and they also did some really cool stuff with it, really cool graphics, uh, the the Facebook living of uh, Bill Shonley and Bill Walton talking at center court after the game, uh, as they used to back in the day where they had the interviews on the court after the game. Uh, you know, lot, lots of great stuff uh, there tonight. Again, reconnecting with that. Uh, Blazers heritage, which I I think is really cool and and sets the Blazers apart from a lot of franchises in the NBA that don't have that great history and and don't have or don't have that sense of history uh, that the Blazers do, even for a franchise, again, that has not uh, been the most successful in terms of championships. So uh, really cool to see uh, that and how fans really embraced it and and how the team embraced it and how ESPN embraced it. It was also cool that Luke Walton was there, Bill Walton's son, who was named after Maurice Lucas, and uh, all, all of it coming together I thought was really cool, uh, and uh, just a, a, a very good moment uh, for the franchise to re- remind of the, the heritage, obviously, uh, guys like Damian Lillard. Well, mostly just Damian Lillard are super cognizant of that history. Lillard, of course, named a song after Bill Walton on his album and uh, has always wears that Cultural Blends 1977 hat. So he, he, he knows about it, too. And it's just cool, though, that uh, 
they had this moment tonight and, and that so many guys were still able to come back for it, that the Shans was still there for it. So uh, just cool altogether night. I know I've said that word a lot, but in this case, it's apt. And I think, and so forgive me for overusing it a bit, but I do think it's pretty accurate for uh, the ceremony and the guys on the team and the moment and all the stories that they all told uh, throughout the night. Lionel Hollins talking about Bill Walton and Maurice Lucas waking up on Lionel's couch or Lionel's couch, excuse me, uh, in Portland and just all kinds of great stuff, all kinds of great stories from these guys. Uh, and yeah, this is, this is part of the Blazers heritage and uh, a very important thing to connect with and a, and a very cool thing. It's what makes the Blazers uh, the franchise that they are. The Blazers are off until Friday when they play Memphis. They keep pace with other teams in the uh, battle for the eighth seed. I guess if you're watching the scoreboards for that battle, Denver's playing Phoenix tomorrow. So I guess you'll be watching out for that. I know that some of... Uh, I've thrown out the T word with this team. I don't, again, think that that's going to happen. They're, it's just going to be impossible barring an injury or something like that. So uh, I think that's going to do it for us on this edition of Lockdown Blazers. Please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Audio Boom, Google Play, wherever you can get a podcast. If you listen to us on Fan Rag Sports, we really appreciate you listening and subscribing, maybe even leaving a five-star review. So come back, tell a friend, and we'll be back with another edition of Lockdown Blazers. Blazers win against the Los Angeles Lakers, 105-98. With the holidays around the corner, now's your chance to save time and money at Safeway Stock Up Sale. Plus, earn four times gas reward points on participating items. Look for tags on items like Honey Nut Cheerios. Select varieties are four for $8 with your club card. And select varieties of Betty Crocker Cake Mix, Brownie Mix, or Frosting are 10 for $10 with your club card. Maximum gas reward at participating Sunoco stations is $0.20 cents per gallon and $1 per gallon at Safeway stations in a single fill of up to 25 gallons. Other restrictions, limitations, and exclusions apply. For complete details, go to Safeway.com.